The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. My friends are degenerates, but I never change them. Liars, cheats, and hypocrites, not the time for saving. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on The Blitz. Hour number two, 713-780. ESPN's your number, 713-780-3776. Can also, oh, that is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Commissioner Roger Goodell is fully vaccinated and hugs will be allowed during the 2021 NFL draft. About really? damn time. This, this is the news that we get? Ugh, come on. I would not, if I were a first pick, I would not hug Roger Goodell. In fact, I would uh, I would totally shine him off. Anyway, uh, 713-780-ESPN, your number 713-780-3776. Or get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz, click like, you're good to go. Twitter's at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R, at AJ is the real, at Aaron is Blitz, at Degenerates975. Uh, you can text the show, you know the number for that. You can uh, watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN975. And if you missed the first hour all over the place, go check it out at ESPN975.com. So uh, having a little fun. On a Friday, Friday, having a little alcohol, just chilling. Not quite a just happy chilling. hour. Yeah, just. I mean, it is a happy hour. Oh yeah, yeah. It was. It, there's only two more left in our week, bitches. Yeah, it's it's flown by this week. Gotta get down on Friday. Yeah, Friday. You got big plans? I'm not doing a damn thing. I I honestly, I haven't been. Uh, like every other weekend, I'll go do something on Saturday afternoon with some friends. I might do it tomorrow. Um, I might not. I might just stay home and drink. You're not camping. No, uh, the RV oh, is it still, because of the tornado. No, the RV's still in the shop. Oh, okay. Because we had to get all that stuff fixed that happened during the freeze. So, tentatively, uh, assuming we get it out in time, which it looks like we will, I'm going to take off like the first week of June and just go. We're going to like uh, go up to Livingston on a Sunday and then be there during the week. Okay. Because that way there won't be as many people, and that should be fun. Get some fishing in. You know, go rent go rent a boat. Go. uh Catch whatever I can catch and clean it and eat it right there. There you go. So and and unplug a little bit because by then I'm going to need to. Is this uh this sports map lead project is going to make my head explode before then? So, um, seven one three seven eight zero, ESPN seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Do you uh, you see the story about your guy uh, Tyler Harrow? Uh, I didn't see a story the, about him. The Heat are getting concerned that. He's uh, becoming too much of a celebrity that's going to his head. <laughs> uh, I know he hasn't played as well. Um, well, listen, they had their ch- they should have traded him to the Rockets. Yeah, I would have taken him, but uh, apparently, in, in there are so many podcasts out there now, I can't even keep yeah. track. But Does the, he have a podcast? This this was a podcast with a couple of Mi- Miami Heat insiders, and one of them says. Tyler Harrow chose to become a celebrity. He chose to become something outside the game, as is his right. Sure. With his breakfast cereal and his Tyler Tuesdays and his Chipotle bowl. And that's all well and good. But you know what? Other players, when they see a player doing that before they've truly reached it, I don't know if I want to say there's a jealousy. They sort of take a scant view of the guy and say, wait a minute, buddy. You haven't done anything yet. Hey, Bubba. Except wasn't he like a playoff hero last year? Yeah, and... Um, no pun intended, hero. Yeah, I, I see what you did there. <laughs> Was that intentional? No. Okay. But uh, this sounds like whiny-ass, end-of-the-bench jealous guys bitching to podcast guys I've never heard of. I guess. Yeah, I, I don't... <laughs> well, one of them's Ethan Skolnick. I guess I've heard of him. I don't know him, don't know of him. I just, I've heard the name, Ethan Skolnick. I've never heard that name. Because scary name. Well, yeah, that's the thing. That's the only reason I remember it. I mean, how many Ethans do you know other than Mission Impossible? Just kid on my baseball team named Ethan. Really? Okay, so there's two. I now know of two. Ethan Hawk. Okay, that's three. I think that's it. Um, And Ethan Skolnick. And Ethan Skolnick. And I don't know any other Skolnicks out there. No. Isn't one of the Cohen brothers an Ethan? 
Oh yeah. 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 I mean, but, I guess, but not you both. can never have. No, it'd I be mean, weird. It's if they the were Coen both. brothers. Nobody ever wants one of them. You have to get the pair. What about Ethan Allen? Is that a real person? I don't know. I, don't I think he's a fashion person, right? I thought, I thought he's a. I thought it was a. I, I don't know. You might be right. Yeah, it, the, I think Ethan Hawke. We're going to agree the most famous Ethan, right? Uh, of real Ethan's, yeah, yeah. Fictitious Ethan's. I'm going to go with uh, Ethan from Mission Impossible. Let's see. Oh, here we go. Ethan Allen was a farmer, businessman, land speculator, philosopher, writer, lay theologian, American Revolutionary War patriot, and politician. Jeez. He is best known as one of the founders of the U.S. state of Vermont. Um, and for the capture of Fort Ticonderoga early in the American Revolutionary War along with Benedict Arnold. I thought it was Ticonderoga. Type, maybe it is. Yeah, yeah sorry. Uh, see, you know what? Like in the 1700s, you could be a guy like that and do all those things. Now, if you do stuff like that, where you, you do like 10 different things, you're just a dilettante. <laughs> And people make fun of you. It's like, oh, you're just not any good at anything. See, I, I wish I, uh, I wish I'd been born in the 1700s. And now he's a furniture company. Well, his name lives forever. Yeah, the furniture doesn't. I don't know that. No, it ain't gallery furniture. I can tell you that much. No, no. Uh, Flea just said I, I did just did a Google search of famous Ethans. You're right, slim pickings. Yeah. So. Uh. By the way, just uh, Patrick Creighton will be on tonight at 7 with Late Hits, and my buddy John will be on to discuss this uh, bill that's passing that will allow college athletes to get compensated. So he'll be on at 7.30 tonight. Really good NCAA compliance lawyer. What was that, Aaron? Uh, I mean, AJ was saying that we need to stop. Once you're 65, you need to stop. All those things that Ethan Allen did, he did it in 52 years on this earth. So, yeah, yeah. you have no excuse. Yeah, man. You, like If you can you can't live that life in 52 years. Once you're 65, I'm sorry, you're out. Hmm. Land speculator is the interesting one. Somebody brought that up on Twitch. What exactly does that mean? I think you basically like find a place and you're like, oh, this place will be worth some money so, in, in a uh, while. I'm going to oh, buy oh, it up So now. like, I'm going to go to the natives and buy this island for 24 bucks. Yes. Yeah. Buy. Buy. Or a rabbit pelt. Yeah. Here and some fire water. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, well, and, and, but guess what he got out of it? Vermont. Good call. Well, I was referring to Manhattan, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, yes, that's what it is. It's buying land that's undeveloped and just holding onto it until somebody actually wants to build something. Yeah, and then Mr. Vermont came around and said, I'd like to purchase this state. Yeah, Bob Vermont. Yeah, and Ethan Allen was like, all right, well, I'll sell it to you for this. Bought it for two rabbit furs. I'm going to sell it to you for $2 million. American. Boom. And then they they forced the natives out. They just went went to them and yeah. screamed, Tatanka, Tatanka. And they all took off thinking they were buffalo. And then they wouldn't let them back in. Uh, KBS, does this make Fred a land speculator of East Texas? Uh, no, I mean, what, well, I, I will say this. We did buy into a lot in East downtown that's not close to anything that's being developed yet with the plan of 10 years from now when things are developed it'll be worth something you're hoping it's going to be a hockey arena uh or something like that or just a <laughs> bar or you know uh, a poker room or you know a prostitution ring i don't know but the idea is that 10 years from now uh now everything's kind of gotten set back by the rona and i'm, I'm kind of curious what you guys think about this because like everybody was moving to that area so they could be close to downtown where they worked. And, you know, so many businesses downtown and that, and it was really a thriving area. And, you know, you have Montrose in the Heights and Midtown, but this was, this was the one that was growing. I don't know that people are going to need to work downtown anymore. As much as, uh, the Rona's changed things where you work from home. So, like, yeah, it's okay for you to live in, in Willis, AJ. and, and I don't live in Willis. <laughs> well, it, it's okay for Aaron to live in uh, Padre Island. I mean, you, you can almost do your job from any, anywhere now. Yeah. So. I mean, I can't, but yeah. No, I mean, not. I mean, but theoretically, we could set up studios and, and probably make it work. But, I mean, if you're in a, in a business that 
you don't really need to be in the office all the time. Yeah, Are we there's gonna- less and less places going to need brick and mortar offices. Certainly. Yeah, I mean, and, and so I'm starting to wonder if maybe that little investment is not exactly going to pan out for me now because people aren't going to move there anymore. In fact, they're going to find out I live there and move away and go to the suburbs. Or it could just be a, I mean, I don't know. I think people will still live there. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's it's not blowing up like it was because it, it was really a good place for people who are moving from another city that are used that wanted to live close to downtown and which you can't afford to do in the Chicago's and the New York's of the world unless you're hyper rich. Yeah. And it, it was a, it was a cool area for that because almost all my neighbors are people who move from other places. But you know, nobody's moving to work downtown right now. I don't know. I'm just curious. Um somebody's in my office in the Galleria when we go back in June, we're only required to go in 3 days a week. And you know, which I, I don't mind because the traffic in the gallery sucks when I try to get yes. out of here every night. But, you know, I I, I think this is going to be a, a change. And I, I mean, in terms of, and I don't know what it's going to mean. I don't know what it means for my real estate speculation. How's that? Yeah, you're not a land developer. Uh, I'm a land speculator. Yeah, not, you're not a land speculator. But you're not now, a good one. But now I don't, I, well, I felt like it was a pretty good deal at the time. But, I, I, I mean, that's why Ethan Allen is famous and has a furniture store and you're just Fred Fowler. You know what, though? One of these days I'm going to buy Vermont. You won't. And then I'm getting rid of his name. I'm going to nope, say, won't suck it. it, Ethan Allen. Nope. I I'll bet, bought Vermont. I'll bet, I'll bet you $100 right now you never own the state of Vermont. Uh, Well, you'll never know that because it's just like the Tiger Woods thing. I, I'll, I, I, It has to happen before I die, and if I die, I can when, give you 100 well, Okay, let's, let's put a date on it. Uh, I, don't, I don't want Vermont. If I'm going to buy a you state. You can write me into your will. No, I won't. Say, uh, if, if for some reason I have not purchased the state of Vermont, by the day of my death, I will 100 American dollars to A.J. You, you know why I don't want Vermont? Why? Bernie Sanders. Oh. But you know what's good about it? Maple syrup. I could I could buy Canada for that. Beer. I could buy Canada for that. They got better beer in Vermont than Canada. Yeah, they got some pretty good, uh, they got some pretty good craft breweries now in Saskatchewan. So. Yeah, but Canada's a police state. Uh, right now it is. That's Vermont's why. not. Um, they're both too liberal for me. Yeah, that's true. Um, hmm. maybe I'll buy Alberta. Maybe because Alberta wants to be. Texas. I dare you. All right, you know what? I'll, I'll invite them to join the union. I dare you. <laughs> uh, buy California and push it out to sea. You can't. You can't afford California. Yeah, you can't even afford like a block like, in California, much less the whole state. You know what the taxes would be? It'd be like a trillion dollars to buy California, and they would tax you ten trillion. I'm not good at trillions, but I know that's that's the case. All right, uh, you know what? Instead of buying all that, I think I'm just going to go buy some Carbach. Yeah, it's a good call. Uh, Carbach with the uh, the ranch water. A lot of people asking me about the ranch water lately. And, man, I'm telling you, it is good stuff. And if you are, like Fred is now, on a low-carb diet, ranch water will save the day. Because if you're used to drinking beer every night, you're used to cracking open a can and, and, and having a brew, well, you can't do that if you're trying to live that low-carb life. But... You can pop open a ranch water, and they've got four different flavors. They've got the agave lime. They've got the Meyer lemon. They've got uh, watermelon and prickly pear. Uh, all of them are delicious. All of them available in a mixed variety pack, or you can get a, uh, I think you can get a six-pack or a 12-pack of the agave lime, which is great as a mixer or great by itself. So, and, and if you're not into that, that's fine. They still got the beer. You can get beer all the time from them. Crawford Bach, Love Street, Hopadillo. Uh, the Hop Tongue, the Light Circus, Rodeo Clown, all all tons of different beers. And if you go into the restaurant, you can get even more than that. They're open seven days a week for lunch and dinner. Follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And when you're out and about this weekend, grab yourself some Carbox. On my face, little CC, let it slap with the bass. I used to say, put a mask in a cave. Now I'm like, nah, love, I'm good, go away. Ain't about to die with no money out in gay. Set your clock and grab your jock. This is The Blitz. On ESPN 97.5. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on The Blitz. 713-780-ESPN. 
Jeff, two eighty eight said, talked to a real estate agent in the Woodlands. She told me houses are selling for twenty to twenty five percent over asking price. Easy. The investors from California are buying property from the pictures on HOA site unseen. I, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing that's the case in all the suburbs. Yeah, yeah, I, and yeah, and that was kind of my point. Is that maybe- you can't even? There's not even enough house. Like there, I'd love to sell my house right now. Except if I did, there wouldn't be a house for me to buy. Like it's the real estate market here is wild right now. Yeah, but it's. I mean, it, it is in the suburbs. It's, yes, it's kind of flat where we are right now uh, because there's been. I think we have in our complex. There've been four houses or four townhomes for sale. Uh, one of them sold right away, but it was one of the corner ones that are really nice. They're like the big ones. Mm-hmm. And I think there's an offer on the second one. The other two have just been sitting there for a while. So, and, and it, I've noticed that around the neighborhood. It's not just our place, but I mean, I, yeah. If I own something in the suburbs right now, by Alberta, isn't that what Deshaun said? Oh, wow. I'm just glad. I'm just glad that was somebody else's Deshaun joke. Because I'm kind of tired of having to whip those out every single show, and you know it's kind of nice. But uh, the island's got to have a killer seafood spot. Yes, Largo wants to run the sports book. Yeah, we'll have a sports book. We'll have a casino. Uh, we'll have a red light district. Everything will be legal on Falcon Island. Okay, you know so. And and you know what? Our young ladies who are, um, what is it you guys call them, Aaron? Sex workers? Is that the appropriate phrase? Yes, that's what they want to be called. And they'll they'll get tested. They'll have health care. And so they won't be spreading diseases to you. Not on Falcon Island. So, I, honestly, I, I think I think some rich person out there should invest a billion dollars in this and let me build it. <laughs> I think it'd be pretty badass. And it would be in international waters, so I guess I could make my own rules, right? Yeah. Pretty much. Freedom. Um, And sorry, gang, no hockey plays tonight. I'm still smarting from last night. I might have one tomorrow. Um, In fact, I will have one tomorrow, but I'll either tweet it out or just give it to the people who ask. Uh, Somebody says, I was off Highway 6. My house sold for 50K over asking in a week, over 300 showings. I mean... Currently in Montana, not the same here. <laughs> yeah, well, when, and it, it just really depends. So when I moved here, I had a house on the west side, like Memorial and Kirkwood area. And uh, when my kids got to be of schooling age, my wife wanted to move to a better school district. So right around that time was when they built that, what is it, a Chevron, that big new building off I-10? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when they, they were building that, right when we were putting our house up on the market, and we put it up, and literally within the first day it was up, we had cash offers, $80,000 over listing price. Jeez. So we're like, well, I guess that, that makes it easy. We're out of here. I mean, no one even came into our house and looked. It was, oh, we need that house. Let's go. Boom. Yeah, it's so funny how much it's flipped. People are like, oh, we don't need to do an inspection. We don't need to do an appraisal. We'll just take it. 50K over asking. Let's go. Uh, Maggie the Magnificent says sex workers in Costa Rica are regulated by the government with regular doctor visits mandatory. I, you know, I might have been reading up on Costa Rica. About the sex workers? Uh, you know, it, it's one of the first things that pop, it sounds like a Deshaun joke. It's one of the first things that pops up. Uh, but, you know, I know, well, you know the first thing I search for at the, at the place where I'm going to be staying. And I don't know when I'm going yet. It just depends on a couple of things. But uh, that was not my first Google search with Costa Rica. I bet you can guess. Weed. No. Casinos near my oh. hotel. And there's one with a poker room. So uh, that that was the first thing I did. That That's my priority, okay? Yeah. Uh, one was that. Uh, the second thing was weed. And then, but anytime you do Costa Rica, like a Google search, like legal prostitution comes up. And so, yeah, I, I, I'm really looking forward to going. And I have a friend who has a place down there, so I'm going to try to coordinate with him. So, because he's like on the other side. He's, he's near the beach. And I have to fly into San Jose, and the place I'm staying is going to be close to that. But he's down near Liberia, so I'm going to try to work it out where I can go spend a day with him before I come back. 
do some fishing because I, I get really tired of all the great fish photos he sends me. <laughs> he's, got, he's got these giant, giant marlins and stuff. I'm like, oh, man. 713-780-ESPN is your number, 713-780-3776. Yeah, and that J-O, or is it J-O, I don't know how to pronounce it, I-O-T says, but I've, I've read a lot about that. Because I, I was, you know, and the cool thing is, like, the hotel that I'm staying at is going to be, like, just a couple blocks from the guys I'm meeting with that uh, we're doing business with, and it's real close to the to the uh, casino, and probably close to the sex workers, but I don't know. You don't know. You can't say for sure. Not really interested. Sure. Uh, uh, although I, I did re- read that they were quite attractive women. That they have very attractive uh, sex oh, workers sure. So, yeah, usually, just, usually sex workers are attractive if they're, you know, not outside a gas station or trailer park. Yeah. Or, <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> I mean, I, you know, that's why they get into the business because it's like, oh, this is lucrative for me. <laughs> oh, man. 713-780-ESPN. 713-780-3776. Um, <laughs> this sounds like that movie with Ben Affleck and Ben Affleck and Justin Timberlake and Fred is playing the Timberlake role. Which movie was that? I don't know. I don't remember them doing a movie together. Um, oh, you know what? Now, now it's 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 coming back to me. Runner, what, runner. Uh, was that what it was? Looks like it. Hmm. Yeah, I remember watching it. And I've never seen it. Not movie. very good. Most gambling movies suck. Can I can I just say that without offending anyone? No, it's true. Uh, well, Rounders is so great. Rounders is great. Uh, Let it ride is the best horse racing and only horse racing movie worth ever watching. Uh, there's not a good sports betting one. There's that really horrible one that Matthew McConaughey did. You didn't like that? Oh, that was terrible. <laughs> I mean, that was just the worst. What was the name of that movie? Uh, he was basically like a uh, one of those one nine hundred number towers. Yeah, yeah. With, uh, With Al Pacino. Name. Yeah. That that movie was terrible. I can't remember what it was called. But two for the money. Thank you, B. Yeah. He came on my show to promote that. Oh, really? At the time, yeah. You're our future governor? Our future governor. Interesting. Who would have thought? Yeah, Runner Runner says, when a poor college student who cracks an online poker game goes bust, he arranges a face-to-face with a man he thinks cheated him a sly offshore entrepreneur. Mm. Yeah, I remember that. And then he I goes, think I have Yeah, then that. he goes into business with him, and yeah. I've, okay, Robert brings up a good one. Mississippi Grind is great. That's a, that's a good movie. It's It's kind of a... It's not a poker movie. They meet at a poker table, but they're both kind of degenerate gamblers. Um, that I will and I, I will give you points for that, sir. That's a good pick. What about Maverick? You know what? I'll, I'll give that. I do think that is a gambling movie. Okay, it's also a western and a comedy and a comedy. So it kind of spans yeah. several genres. But I, I, a good movie. I'll give that a good movie. All right. Casino is not a gambling movie. Casino no, is a mob, a mob movie. movie. Period great mob movie all for it but yeah so i mean honestly it's my sea biscuit sea biscuit sucked <laughs> i mean it was okay but it wasn't very good and i mean and the, the problem with sea biscuit and, and this this is a snob in me is like the book too and, and it was based on the book they presented it like it's this history of the horse and they left out the most important thing his last race where he beats Kayak to finally win the uh, uh, the Santa Anita Handicap. There was this huge controversy because the same guy owned both horses that he held the other horse back so Seabiscuit could win. And if you watch the, the the replay, the scratchy black and white replay, it looks exactly like that's what yeah. happened. They didn't deal with that at all in the movie. So like, oh, what a hero, what a hero. And I don't like the woman who wrote it. We've had some issues in the past. Um. Somebody mentions that high roll of the Stu Unger story. That was pretty good. Uh, it's a good story, but not a great movie. Yeah, I, I thought they could have done so much better because the, the source material there was so good. Um, The Gambler with Mark Wahlberg. Nah, that's not a very good movie. Molly's Game, not a very good movie. 
Secretariat, okay. Uh, horse racing is hard. I'm telling you, Let It Ride is the only horse racing movie worth watching with Richard Dreyfus, And it totally captures what it's like to be a degenerate. And it's about gamblers. It's not about the horses. And there's a lot of there's a lot of cool stuff in there. I'm glad we're going to break. I have to pee really bad. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm going to stall then just to make it worse. All right. All right. Quick break. It's the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. ESPN 97.5. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. Happy Friday, Friday. Hope you guys are having a good one. We're just knocking out a little vodka and enjoying the day. When you say a little, that's about half that bottle's gone. Maybe a little more. Aaron, how much have you done? I've had three. This is my third. I'm just still on my first one. Okay. I plan right. on drinking beer tonight because I'm ordering that burger that AJ talked about yesterday oh, for dinner. Oh, yes. Yesterday I was going to order it, but at 645, it said it was going to be here. It wouldn't be here till 830. Mm. So I said, I'm going to order it at about 5.15, 5.30, which now we're at 5.30. I think and hopefully place, it'll be here by 7. Honestly, I gave that place a lot of free pub yesterday. They should be advertising with us or at least... Or at least give you a free burger. Or at least put the burger on the place by, by my house and not make me drive to Hillcroft to get it. Just saying. Well, I mean, that way you don't... I mean, if, if you have to work for it, it's kind of better, right? I mean, when we start making this list of our best types of restaurants some of these restaurants who get ranked at the top maybe they should uh let us see that's what the houston press used to do they used to the the restaurants would pay them so they could be like best this and best that no i'm just saying once we uh, name our top three uh, no i i want us i want us i want this to be above board i want this to be totally honest now later on if they want to advertise with us because we said nice things about them Totally I think that's what Aaron's suggesting. Not that they they advertise yeah, with us and then we pick them. Yeah, no. It, so it, it just it did it it kind of felt like you were soliciting there, sir. No, my my thought was so for each different type Italian burgers, wings, whatever we have our top three each of us, and the number one for each of us brings in a little sample and we all try each other's and go, okay, well, which one's the best? That sounds like a lot of work. You you, you have to do that though. I mean, I'm not going to be out soliciting. I'll get with the people who are good at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you solicit. That that's cool. Uh, somebody went said I went last night and had the burger. Good recommendation. See, so you didn't steer. I'm telling somebody. you, yeah. Uh, a lot of people asking about 21 as a gambling movie. I it, it was it was okay. It's just counting cards and blackjack isn't my thing. And I never really got into it, so it's not that uh, it's not that it wasn't a good movie. It's just I, the things I'm into. I care more about that. Like Rounders to me is almost perfect. There's a few holes in it, but it's a terrific movie, and I love poker. And like I said, let it ride. I love horse racing. I still don't have that great sports betting movie. That's what I need. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know if there is one. It's kind I of. I don't know if there's a way to make one. Well, sports betting is such a personal thing. Like, it's like, oh, what's your favorite fantasy football movie? No one cares about fantasy football unless it's, you're involved in it. All right. Well, I, I think somebody's going to try because sports betting is so popular now. Yeah. But they tried with poker after after the boom. They did a bunch of poker movies. Ninety percent of them were just awful. So. But yeah, I mean, I, I, it's not a bad movie. It's just it, it, it's. How do I put it? Um, maybe a little too, um, too smart for me. How's that? Fair. I like dumb. That's that's why I was a Texans fan for so long because of Cal McNair and Deshaun Watson because I like dumb. Uh, how much do you care about the Olympics this summer? On on a scale of one to ten, what's your care like level? A three. Well, oh, you're ahead of me, Aaron. Uh. Maybe even less than that, a two. Yeah, I, two I, I kind of feel like I'm one and a half. I may care less than you guys. Um, 
apparently three months away from the Olympics in Tokyo, uh, they're under emergency shutdown I orders again. Um, I, 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 I hate to say it, but at this point, don't you have to just say, you know what, this probably ain't happening. I mean, that's kind of what I would think is the way to go. Like, but man, there's so much attached to that. Like, it's a big deal. Yeah, it, well, TV is what's yeah, attached yeah, to yeah. it. That's, I mean, but that's there's a lot of money thing. with that. Yeah. Um, okay, somebody brought up... Uh, quit bringing up Uncut Gems. That movie sucked. That's a terrible movie. That movie, that is one of the worst movies. Uh, all I, they did was yell. God, I got, I got so hyped up. Yeah. Man, that movie sucked. I know. Man. It's like, everybody, Uncut Gems, Uncut That movie sucked. But somebody did bring up a good one. 832. I don't know if it was technically a gambling movie, but Silver Linings Playbook. Uh, it's a good movie. Yeah, and, it is a good and movie. It's a good movie, despite being at its core a, chick, a chick flick. It is a chick flick. That's a good movie. Yeah, and I don't care who knows that I like that movie. No, I'm with you, and, and there, it, I don't think it, I could call it a gambling movie. I don't think it is a gambling movie, but it does have gambling in it. But that's a movie that and it's sports betting too. If if your wife says, "Hey, let's watch a a, a romance movie," or a, like you can go way worse. Way worse than Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah. And guys, I've heard of Rain Man. Also not a gambling movie. There's a gambling scene. Yeah, that's not a gambling movie. It's, I don't know how you would define that other than it was an autistic movie. It's one of the, it's like a, a heartstrings, uh, it's a brother movie. You know what? It, it's a buddy movie is what it, it is. is. And it's a hard, buddy it's movie. a buddy movie that the, the two brothers come together and, but yeah. usually buddy movies are more comedies. This one was pretty comedic. It was, it was pretty guess. funny, yeah. But it's also... Yeah, Kmart like, sucks. It's yeah. also meant to make you cry a little bit. It, it's, that's Not a deep me. movie. It is. I didn't cry. I didn't cry either, but you could tell they're trying to make you cry. Yeah. Uh, where do you rank Cincinnati Kid as a great poker movie? Uh, for for the era, pretty good. Um, it's one of those that... Yeah, it's a classic movie, but a lot of those movies from that era, they're not that great now. They don't hold up that well. That one kind of holds up, but it is a, it is considered a classic. So, uh, Ocean's Eleven, but no, Ocean's Eleven is a that's a heist that, movie. That's a heist movie. That's that's the thing. Quit, quit trying to put a square peg. In yeah, a round hole. if Rain Man's a gambling movie, so's Hangover. Exactly. Uh, Last Boy Scout, not a gambling show. No. Good movie. Liked yep. it. Um, but, yeah, I, that's Tombstone poker scene. Tops, yeah, Tombstone, not a gambling movie. No. A lot of gambling in it. Still a Western. Name a movie that you cried. Mine is Green Mile. Uh, Remember the Titans? Um, What, what was the, the movie about... Uh, American Sniper, yeah, that that one got to me. I cried in uh, Saving Private Ryan too. Yeah, especially yeah. at that end scene when he says, "Was I a good man?" Yeah. If if you don't get emotional over that, then you're even more of a robot than I am. And, and I, yeah. Ooh, that movie where Will Smith sells the uh, that crappy machine that doesn't nobody wants, and he's got his kid. He's like a single Pursuit dad. Of happiness. Yeah. Ooh, that one gets you. Uh, no, I, no, that that movie was unintentionally funny. It was just poor. Um, no, that's a fu- like, and may, I think maybe because I saw it when I had a new kid. Like yeah, I yeah, that, first had my son. That'll affect things. Like there, there's a movie called The Road, which is based on one of my favorite books, a book uh, by Cormac McCarthy, the same guy that wrote No No Country for Old Men. And The Road gets you. That, that'll get to you if you're a dad. Nasty Nate says Lone Survivor made me. Cr-. Yeah, that one got to me too. Usually, yeah. usually any any film like that. Uh, but I, I will go back. This is one that you. This is way before your times. The first one that ever. Ben her. No, old Yeller. Oh, come back, Yeller. Yeah, old old Yeller. If you didn't cry when you read Old Yeller, that one gets me. Yeah, like honestly, War and Dogs. Yeah, I mean anything with way. dogs because I yeah. love, I love my dogs so damn much. I also, I do find myself, and that's why I think uh, Remember the Titans gets me, is anytime there's like, um, there's like terrible racial injustice, and then somehow like people come together over it. Yeah. That gets, that gets me too. 
So um, racial injustice, dogs, and war. That's what makes me cry in movies. Yeah, dogs, and then at the end of uh, like some and of the, dads, like dad stuff. Well, lately it's and not quite crying, but certainly affecting me emotionally is the end of these new Law and Order SVUs because they're also tied to what's actually going on. You know, like uh, white supremacists and um, you know, and, and cops arresting black men for no reason and things like that. And they're doing a really good job of um, making it relevant. And some of it's just too real. Oh, somebody mentioned Marley and me. Yeah. Uh, I am legend when he had to, well, spoiler, when he had to snuff out his own dog. Yeah, that sucked. The dog where the red fern grows. Yeah. Dog. Thing. Ladder 49 for me was the first one. I was like 15. I don't know if I've ever seen Ladder 49. What is uh, it? Joaquin Phoenix is a firefighter. And he gets trapped inside a building, so he's replaying his entire life from the time he met his wife to becoming a firefighter and everything. And all of a sudden, he hears everybody trying to saw through these bricks to get to him. And eventually, they realize that they were sawing through bricks, and there's just a steel wall on the other side. They can't get to him, and he's out of time. Wow. And they have to get on the radio, and they're like, dude, we." and he's like, you can't get to me. Just get out. Save everybody else's life. Let me Let me lay here. And he lays there and dies in a burning building. That's terrible. But I also have a lot of family and friends that are firefighters, right, right. so it always hit me it hit me close to home. Yeah, it, well, and that's why I, I like that "Let It Ride" so much, is because it's I know all these guys who gambled like that, and some of them bet for stupid reasons, and I loved it. So we said the Gambler with James Con released in '74, and the remake with Mark Wahlberg. The, the Mark Wahlberg one was bad. The the James Con one was pretty good. Um. I'm getting a lot of movies now where people cried. Now we're knowing you guys are a bunch of bitches. Nah, you know what? <laughs> uh, Mission you know, complete. I, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll give you another one that gets to me sometimes. I don't think I've ever actually cried, but it, it gets to me. Is uh, Gladiator. When Russell Crowe dies. When he dies? Yeah. At the end. I feel like I'm sadder when his family's dead. Yeah, I didn't really, I didn't really like the kid. But <laughs> no, when, uh, but, but he goes back to him because they're waiting yeah. for him. But yeah, that part at the end where you know, he was a soldier of Rome, yeah. honor him. No, I get that, it. that was a pretty cool scene, and yeah, I, and that gets to me a little bit too. So, all right, seven one three seven eight zero ESPN is your number. I, I don't even know how the hell we got there. I don't know either. Uh, I'm going to tell you about Allstate. Allstate windows and siding. You want the best rates? You call Allstate. You want the best windows? You call Allstate. It's funny because I'd planned on getting one window replaced by Allstate. They were an advertiser. We had a broken window. I was like, oh, you know what? We'll call them, have them come out, take a look at it, and put a new window in. Well, uh, my wife saw the windows and said, you know what? Let's just do the whole darn house. Uh, we got 25% off our entire window package because I told them I listened to ESPN 97.5. And they were like, okay, 25% off the top. Boom. <laughs> then I told them I was a military veteran. Uh, and they were like, oh, that's another discount. And then I said, well, what if I pay it all cash up front? They said, oh, that's another discount. So I, I got all these discounts stacked on top of each other. And I was like, well, let's do it. They measured out our windows. They sent off to get them done, brought them back in a couple weeks, put them in, cleaned up the mess. The windows look fantastic. My wife was able to customize how they looked. And I'm saving 40% on my electric bill. Guys, there's no reason why you wouldn't do this. They're going to pay for themselves. You want the best rate, you call Allstate. Guys, 713. Uh, and by the way, it's not it's not just uh it's not just good for your, you know, for the uh for saving money. Hurricane impact windows as well. And I don't know why I said 713. That was a misstep. 832-204-1936. That's 832-204-1936 or Allstate Siding and Windows.com. You're listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. That's like five today. You're doing well. 
still about only halfway to your record. Uh, so we were, we were talking about stuff that either made you cry or affected you emotionally in movies. And somebody had brought up Game of Thrones when Ned Stark got beheaded. We were talking about that on Twitch. And I think we both agreed. We thought that was badass. Yeah. That's I where cry I cried about that. I was like, what? Uh, yeah! I'll tell you where I fell in love with the city, the series. First, when Jamie pushes Bran out the window. And this is oh, the things I do for love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically, I'm throwing a kid out the window to bang my sister. And my first thought was, okay, I'm totally down with this. And then when they, and at the time, he was the biggest star on that show. I he mean, was. Th- those guys. Like, well, maybe, maybe uh, Peter Dinklage. But Peter Dinklage became bigger later. He wasn't. He, I mean, at the time, Bean was the biggest star on that series. Well, it was. He was certainly the main character at the time. Yeah, but he he was also like. I mean, I mean, from Lord of the Rings and all that yeah. stuff. I mean, he he was a huge star, and they whacked him. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm I'm all in. I thought that no, was I, great. I'm with you. I thought it was badass. But a, a lot of people were bringing up when uh, Ollie stabbed Jon Snow. I didn't cry about that. I I, I didn't cry about anything on Game of Thrones. Now, I always thought it was just badass how they kill people. Yeah. So, uh, Flea brought up a movie that has nothing to do with this, but <laughs> uh, Night Shift was great. Ron Howard's first movie direct. That movie still holds up today. And, and Aaron, I think that's one you guys could talk about on your sex worker podcast. Because, it's not a sex worker podcast. Well, yeah, just roll with it. But it's uh, it's Henry Winkler and Michael Keaton, and they work in a morgue. And Michael Keaton's kind of this fun-loving guy who talks them into basically running a running a bunch of prostitutes out of the morgue. It's very funny, and it still holds up. And Henry Winkler's like this dorky guy who you know never does anything, and Michael Keaton's the fun-loving guy. Um, but if you've never seen it, yeah, it's racist love brokers. It's like, yeah, we're not going to be pimps. We're going to be love brokers. So, uh, definitely worth checking. If, if you've never seen it, it's just one of those things that you can, uh, it, it'll pop up somewhere. It's worth watching. So, uh, somebody said poker shows sports series tilt was an ESPN series many years ago. Then all of a sudden it disappeared. If I'm not mistaken, I think that's a show where the dude, Dumps the last hand to his daughter, something like that. If that's a, I mean, that kind of stuff. I think that is what it was. Yeah, garbage. Yeah, was it Michael Madsen? Yeah. Okay, that was maybe the worst thing ever made. Uh, I'm I'm gonna put that up there with uh, as good as it gets as one of the worst things ever made. So, what about when the wife dies in The Walking Dead? I celebrated. Um, I cried there. So, did you really? No. Tyler's right. When G Baby dies in uh, the Keanu Reeves baseball movie, oh, what the hell is it called now? You brought it up. I don't even know what you're talking about. Hardball. Oh yeah, a couple people brought up Hardball. I've never even seen. I that. haven't either, so I can't. I can't comment. I'm pretty sure if it's involving Keanu Reeves, I would laugh. So this is Field of Dreams. I laughed at Field of Dreams. I thought that, that Field I, of Dreams isn't a crying movie. Yeah, I mean. Oh look, his dad's a ghost. Woo! In Iowa. Uh, that, yeah, I'm sorry. That was just funny to me. So, uh, when Bruce Willis shoves Ben Affleck back, back into the elevator in Armageddon. Hmm. What about um? Uh, what's the name of that movie? A Star Is Born. Okay, the the original or the good one? The good one. Uh, With Lady Gaga and Bradley yeah, Cooper. Yeah, I, I didn't... It, it didn't affect me because I'd seen the original. I knew the story. But I thought it was a... It's a I, sad movie. It, it is sad, but it was just really well done. Um, And Bradley Cooper was terrific. Lady Gaga was fantastic. I want to say one, but I know that you're going to say no way because you always say this movie's overrated. But what about... Forrest Gump. That didn't affect me emotionally in any way whatsoever. Aaron? Uh, it did me a little bit. I kind of feel that way, too. Yeah. Like, not, not, nowhere near I mean, Saving listen, Private Ryan. Well, no, no, not on that still. level. No, but when I, say, when I say it's overrated, it doesn't mean it's not a good movie. It's just not, to me, it's not an all-time great. That's all. Ooh, I got another one that makes me cry. Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, yeah. that's a good one. 
That's a good one. Flea says when Wyatt Earp leaves Doc Holliday to die at the sanitarium in Tombstone. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it kind of that. And I love Doc. I, I, you know, the better moment in that is when he shows up and shoots Johnny Ringo. Oh, I wasn't quite as ill as I lay yeah. on. That that's a pretty cool moment. Yeah, there's so many cool moments in that movie, though. Okay, listen, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make myself very vulnerable here. So, and on, I, you know what? I shouldn't even say it because you guys probably haven't even seen this because you don't have young children. I'll say it anyway. Toy Story three? No, that'll get you, man. Yeah. Toy yeah, Story, no, I, yeah, you I, have I seen agree, it. Agree, All right, yeah. good. I am. I'm not a big pussy or anything. Toy Story no. 3 is a sad movie. I saw the first two when I was well, the first one when I was still a child. So I kept watching them all the way through three. Yeah, hey, that gets you, man. Three as an adult, I'm sitting there hey, in the I, theater. I, I didn't watch it in the theater, but I was like, what? What are they doing with this movie? This is terrible. So <laughs> for a kids' movie, you're know, like, hey, by the way, kids. Oh, but eventually, and life like, is gonna suck. Guys, it's funny because like. I, my my son is like oh I, I like my you know my eight year old has stuffed animals and I'm like let's let's get rid of some of these stuffed animals he's like we can't get rid of them and I'm like why not they're stupid stuffed animals and then you watch that movie and it's like oh but though I mean I mean his stuffed animals don't come to life at night or anything but if they did I wouldn't I'd say let's keep them but he's just got regular ones um. Let me just point something out, though. Kids' movies have always been the worst. For making you cry? Yeah. That Hey, Bambi. Yeah. Mommy dies in the first five. Yeah. Spoiler if you haven't seen Bambi. Mommy <laughs> dies in the first five minutes. Burned up in a fire. Uh, you look at all those original Disney films. Yeah. The parents are all gone. Like, I, Walt Disney had some kind of weird thing about women and uh, being abandoned. Because every single one of them. Snow White. Look at Snow White. She's in a coma. No parents. Lives with a bunch of little people. Kind of tragic. But yeah, a lot of people mentioning Up. I mean, kids. Oh, Up will make yeah, yeah, up yeah. Kids movies are just really awful about that. But yeah, it's people bring up some good stuff. I mean, it's a wonderful life. That doesn't do it for me. Is that? Does that make me a bad person? No. That doesn't do it to me either. Eh. Somebody said click on Facebook. Because the then he realizes that he has time at the end. Like the Adam Sandler movie? Yeah. I, you know what? I couldn't get past the fact that that movie sucked enough to, uh, to, to, to cry about it, certainly. Yeah. I, I, it has to kind of... The, the movie has to be good to get to you, right? There's another movie... I can't think of the name of it. it. It's another Pixar type movie, and it came out like a year or two ago. But it's a, a father son movie, and when I watched it, I was like, "Oh, that, that one got me too." Are we getting some kind of emergency alert? Yeah, yes, th- yeah. I think you can. It's, the the people listening, we can on hear it. They can. radio ah. will hear us. Everybody on the stream should technically. I don't know what that movie's called. Uh, the guy's green and he has big ears. Somebody will know. Yeah, like it's it's less than two or three years old, but it's a dad son movie, Pixar movie, hmm. and it'll make you cry a little bit. Okay. It's uh, like he's his uh, like his dad's dead, and they're like on a mission to like the, he, there's one last chance to talk to his dead dad or something like that. Uh and there's these brothers on a on a mission to try to talk to their dead dad. Okay, here's one that I was- oh. Yeah, that was that came out. It was uh, Chris Pratt I yeah. think, doing one of the voices, and Tom uh, Holland is the other one. Yeah, I don't know what it's called, but it, 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 it's a uh, that that one makes you onward. Everyone's yeah, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, that movie is sad too. Yeah, I cry at cartoons. So what? That's what you get for having kids. Yeah. Well, and, if, and my dad too. Like I like, you know, I, I think if you if you have a, good, a close relationship with your dad. There's a lot of movies out there that'll get to you if you're a, if you're a parent of of you know well that's what they're supposed to do. Or there's ones if you don't too. Oh, yeah, well, you, you can be on either end of that spectrum. Either oh, a really good right. one or a really bad relationship. It's funny. You. So there's a song, the uh, the Everclear song, "Father of Mine." 
I have a, the most present dad ever. I, I, I mean, my dad and I were, were, were thick as thieves. Like, he didn't abandon me or anything like that. But I hear that song about a dad who did abandon his son, and it makes me cry. Like, that song makes it, – it's probably the song that I hear the most often that, that draws an emotional reaction from me. Yeah, the song that well, I'm not going to say it because then everybody will be quoting it to me. But there's there's a a song that draws that reaction for me because my daughter and I used to sing it together mm-hmm. when she was really little, and so like I hear it now and that that makes me think of that. Yeah, now now that she's all grown up and doesn't care about me. Um, so, uh, you both don't like country, but Aaron Watson, who's a Texas country guy, has one called Texas Lullaby. If you listen to that, that'll make you that'll break you down. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Finding Nemo. That's another one. I've heard that that makes people cry. I've never right, cried at, at, at the beginning. Nemo. Yeah, uh, where, where I understand the panic of losing your kid. I've had that for sure. But yeah, but the the mom dies. Yeah, I mean that that's the th- mom's dying early in movies. Bambi. That that's a negative. I'm I'm not a fan. And you know these kids become orphans, essentially. Now dad and that's all dad had left. Right was. As a as a parent, if you imagine losing your wife, and then all you have left is one kid, and you can't find him, I know that's hard. I'm sorry, I, I that one gets to me. Daddy right. gave me a name, then he walked away. That's a brutal line. Uh, <sighs> Art Alexakis, the guy, the lead singer who wrote it, when his dad disappeared, it's thought of that his dad actually moved to Houston. Oh, really? So he's done multiple radio interviews and been like, "My dad might be listening to me in Houston. I have no idea because." That was the city that he had connections to, according to his mom. Well, if he's in he Houston. used to send him a birthday card with a $5 bill. If he's in Houston, he listens to us. All right, quick break. It's the Blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. to the HRP listener line, dial 713-780-ESPN. Administration of employee benefits is a hassle. Let HRP eliminate those burdens and save you money. Visit hrp.net today.